It's moved up to 31. Kerr, full of ball, driven hard. What a catch! Grace Harris has taken a beauty! Wow-wee! At cover, driving away to a left. That was the breakthrough that they needed. Matthews gave that absolutely everything, and Grace Harris, full stretch to her left-hand side, has taken an absolute rip. It's a very warm welcome for the first time for summer 2022-23 to the Cricket Library Weekly. My name is Matt Ellis, and back for another big season, my co-host, Robbie McKinlay. Welcome back. Matty, welcome back to you, mate, and welcome back to all our loyal listeners. It, it seems like it's been an eternity, but it's great to be back, and there is so much cricket being played at the moment. It's hard to know where to start. It's hard to know which one to watch, and, oh, it's, it's heaven, actually. <laughs> well, it's an, absolute, it's an absolute smorgasbord, Robbie. It's oh. like uh, back in the day uh, when they'd have those all-you-can-eat buffet restaurants. I won't, oh, mention, yeah. I won't mention the name, but... Uh, because we're still looking for sponsors, so so we're just just careful of who who we do and don't mention on here. But it's just just choose your own adventure at the moment. Cricket Australia, cricket dot com dot au. They've got so many streams happening at the moment. Of course, Fox. They they've got an extra channel with the the yeah. World Cup on at the moment. It 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 is a cricket fans' delight this time of year, and it is hard to know where to start, Robbie. But before we start talking cricket, yeah. I, I, I know I know you've got a bit of a following on social media. I, I didn't miss this one. Robbie McKinlay, award-winning honey producer, Rob B's Honey. Now, for listeners who don't know, Robbie is a beekeeper. Yep. And he entered a jar of honey. In a very prestigious regional show, and he came away with the gold medal, the first place. Yep, for best jar of oh. honey, Robbie McKinlay. What? How do you even have time to talk to us? That's true. That is very true. I I I was offered the, the opportunity to, to enter. So I have spoken my honey up a lot. Um, the family have got on board with this, and it's called Robbie. So R E. R-O-B-E-Z. You can check it out on Instagram. You could like um, one of my daughters runs that Instagram and I just cop it. Um, so it's quite <laughs> a bit of fun. There's a lot of fun. But the challenge was put out there by uh, one of the local netballers in Aubrey who happens to be also a committee person on the Wall Bundry show. And I took up the challenge. And unfortunately, Matty, I was hoping to enter some of my Robbie honey out of my East Aubrey um, hives. But due just a bit of a slower spring and that, my honey had, hadn't had enough honey for juice. So I do have another arm down in Geelong, mm-hmm. uh, the Geelong arm of Robbie's, which was great. They got on board. They sent up a jar and it, that was a winner. Um, we called it Cardinia Gold. Obviously, Geelong, coming from Geelong, Geelong won the premiership this year. Yeah. Cardinia Park, the old name of the home ground there. And yeah, and then the other interesting, and it was the World Boundary Show, which is held on the first Monday in October. Um, and yeah, so I was I was like commentating cricket in Melbourne on that Monday, and, and the good news came through. Uh, one of the guys I work on local radio with, he went out and sort of our representative. He did a bit of a story on it, and lo and behold, huh, first prize. And so, so you, you yeah, would have was, been inundated for media requests, uh, local appearances, um, that sort of stuff, or you've been yeah, keeping a low like, profile. Yeah. Oh, I think that'll all roll in, you know, obviously, um, at some point, maybe. Um, yeah. No, but, and yeah, just it, it was, I beat all comers, Matt. That's just, I'll put it that way. All comers were beat. Indeed, they were, Robbie. And let's get on to the cricket. Let's get on to the cricket. Yes. Uh, interesting story coming out today Josh Inglis, a freak accident on the golf course. Incredible, wasn't it? Who would have thought? So it looks like the club, he was playing a shot and the club must have broken in his hand. So it's actually got a, quite a nasty cut. So he, he got a trip to hospital and, um, yeah, it's just, well, yeah, I, I, he may not be required anyway, but 
geez, it can be unlucky. But I believe, Matty, that it's been a bit of a trend in cricket to accidents <laughs> or incidents. And I believe you might have had a little bit of a... Uh, oh. a, a what happened? Well, well my, mine wasn't on the golf course, Robbie. I, I actually, um, as a youngster, I got hit in the head with a golf club when I was, uh, for whatever reason, I wandered over to the tee to pick pick the ball off the tee oh. and, and um, had a nasty little knock to the head there. But um, last week, non, non-golf course related, I, I, I did have a little misdemeanor. Uh, I won't go into too much detail, but... Uh, Thank you to the staff at Concord Hospital in Sydney. Um, they glued me back together. Um, oh. But, it, yeah, a little, it, was, it was a little, little unexpected. But, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I did an HIA assessment with the Cricket Library medical staff here and they cleared me to come on the podcast this evening, Robbie. I don't know... I know there was a huge push on Twitter for Ellis to be included... In the World Cup squad, uh, I'm not sure if they're referring to NT Ellis or myself. I can only assume, yeah, that the, the Ellis talk. Maybe no. It, it may have been a suggestion Nathan. that if if I passed my HIA, that I'd slot slot right into the 15. But yeah, so so an eventful an eventful oh. week for me last week, Robbie. But um, yeah, back I'm back fighting fit now, and um, very very thankful. That I'm, I'm, I'm back sure. in tip-top condition. I'm not so sure about that. If you're suggesting that you, you thought it might have been your name for the World <laughs> Cup and not Nathan Ellis, there could be some uh, hangover of concussion that you've got at the moment because, um, yeah, that's a definite no for mine, unfortunately, my friend. <laughs> yeah. well, I, I can only go off what the doctors tell me, Robbie. And um, That's right. S- speaking of doctors, Georgia Redmayne, GP Redmayne, Blitzing it in the game oh. that you were calling with Marianne Henderson and the great Michelle Gosko, uh, a wonderful game of cricket, and the good doctor, Redmayne, 98 not out, Robbie. Yeah, she gave the um, Renegades plenty of medicine, that's for <laughs> sure, because <laughs> they, look, they, they sent, they sent uh, heat in and then bang, um, Gracie Harris, who was back in the side after missing one game, put on an opening partnership of 165. It was just terrific batting. And Georgia Redmayne, unfortunately, finished 98 not out. She got stuck down. She was on 97 with three balls to go. Hit a single out to deep mid-wicket. They only got the one run. And then Laura Harris was in. Laura Harris um, couldn't score off the penultimate ball. So then Laura Harris at the last ball for six. But Georgia Redmayne was stranded on 98 not out of 67 deliveries. And Maddie, certainly in my opinion, she would must be pushing hard for that replacement for Rachel Haynes at some point in time. Left-handed, top-order bat, can wicket keep, yeah. great head on her shoulder. She's a, almost a clone of Rachel Haynes in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Just um just on on her keeping, Robbie. I, I was quite impressed with her glove work oh, yesterday. Outstanding. That, that's that's the other. And you've got to remember, Matt. That was after she was. It was a very humid day in Cairns yesterday. Um, twenty eight degrees, but the humidity was extremely high. Georgia Redmayne batted throughout that innings, and batting twenty overs in T Twenty cricket, making ninety eight takes a lot out of you. But she, her wicket keeping and energy behind the stumps. Shows that she can more more than capable of taking it to that next level, no doubt about it. And and are they your team to beat, other than say the Sydney Thunder, Robbie, <sighs> in the WBBL at the moment? Oh, Sydney Thunder? You, did you say the Sixers? No, no. Oh, the, 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 because oh, well, at the moment, Matt, and I'm not sure if we're going to skip over the ladder later. I'm not. I don't sure think the ladder is actually available. I haven't. I haven't seen a ladder. Okay. Robbie. Yeah, and you don't want to see the ladder. Um, well, there is a Sydney side at the top of the ladder, but it ain't the Thunder, unfortunately. It's the uh, Sixers. But um, I, I really, I'm, I'm a really big fan of the Heat. I also like what I see with the Scorchers as well. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, there's some good cricket being played. If you look through that side that the Heat have got, goodness me, George Bowl didn't bat, Amelia Kerr, yeah. Ellie Johnson, Jess Johnson. Yeah, it just goes on forever. So they're a good fielding side. Uh, Captain... Jess Jonathan's a very good captain. So, yeah, but look, the WBBL's made a great start. Um, but as you said, Sixers, 
sitting up there. They've won three from three. You can't do any more than that. Scorchers are also unbeaten. Cup two from two. They look very two strong. two very Hurricane. dominant wins too for the Scorchers, yes. Robbie. Like they, I know Dylan over there in WA would have been watching those games closely, and yep. just not the fact that they won, but the nature in which they won, Robbie. They yeah. they were unrelenting. That is a dominate side, don't we? We mm. know how good a season Western Australian cricket had last year, winning everything, including the uh, WBBL um, 07. And they've come out, and yeah, as you said, both those guys. Look at that, Matty. Like, two for 110. They had six overs to spare. They beat Thunder, one wicket down with five overs to spare. They've only lost three wickets so far in, the, in their two matches. They've And they've taken 17, I think it's 17 wickets. So, yeah, they've, they've been very impressive. So, I like the look of the Scorchers. Um, obviously, Sixers, Sixers are always competitive, always competitive. Um, now, the question... Yeah, yeah, you go, you you go on with Adelaide, but well, I've got a question for you after this. Okay, well, the only one Adelaide have had two losses so far, but there's a lot of talent in that side. I wouldn't rule them out yet. The Renegades appear to be short of a bowler. That's the only, and a bit of depth in their batting. But uh, yes, now far away from that question, please, Matt. Can the Hobart Hurricanes make the finals they- this year? They they uh, won. Yeah, they can. Tasmania, Tasmania, WNCL champions. Um, mm. They they got that monkey off the back, so to speak. Um, yep. Can they break some new ground here and and consistently perform the way they've shown so far in the tournament? I, I really like the makeup of their team. Uh, I yep. I think. The likes of Strano, Heather Graham, uh, our favourite sock enthusiast Maisie Gibson, uh, yep. some, some a, a, a bit of a bit of power at the top of the order as well. Uh, some some experience in Minion Dupree there as well. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I've got a soft spot for the Kane train, Robbie. I know that. I think the thing to take into consideration too, Maddie, they were. I'm not sure. But look, they were um, they were thrashed by the Perth Scorchers, mm. and they're they're only their other two wins. They've already played the Thunder twice. Yeah, so they've so, played the, they've played the best team yeah. twice and won. Mm, mm, mm. So. They've been very impressive against the Thunder. <laughs> so, but I look, I think yes, Mignon Dupree would have to have a, a massive tournament. I just think they're a little bit behind. Those three I've already mentioned yeah, are yep. Heat, Sixes and Scorchers. But I'm not ruling them out. I think I think the Adelaide Strikers can, yeah, push to the top five as well. Is it a top five this year, Matt? I, I must admit I'm um, yeah, I, the same I, format for the finals. I think it is. It, I got asked the exact same question by my Ooh. 11-year-old this afternoon, Robbie. So and what did you tell him? I said, that's a good question, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, no, that's our, my that's my understanding. It's a top five. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of our loyal listeners will certainly um, confirm that anyway. Oh, so, I know, I know. We've got a new segment airing uh, tonight on on the oh, podcast. Yes. Tabsy's take, uh, which has yep. actually been pre-recorded, and he's someone that will certainly let us know uh, yep. Yep. if if we need to to make any public apologies. So. Well, Actually, yeah, okay. Well, I look forward to that Tabsy take. I know I've seen a bit of the rehearsals with it and some of the, the um, embargoed material that's been floating around. It looks good. Looking forward to that one. Just question without notice around Tabsy's take. Um, loyal listener uh, from the Orange Cricket Library, have you ever seen someone with more meticulous notes. You know, we are very <laughs> thorough, you and I, Robbie. We 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 have embargoed run sheets that we we put together yep. each 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 and every week. Uh, we we go through the finer details. But Tabsy is just next level. Yeah. He and, and out of that trio there, I run a distant third. So yeah, so, <laughs> so, so, Perhaps he's got us, I think, got us both, and you've got me well and true covered. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'll even grab a silver medal there. 
Uh, he is very meticulous. Absolutely loves it. He's a typical umpire, isn't he? He's a great, he's yeah. Account, he does have an accountancy background, too. So he does, he's very particular with his figures and neat presentation and all that type. And now a school teacher. So, yeah, he yeah. ticks every box. Yeah, he does. And that segment coming up very soon here on the Cricket Beautiful. Library Weekly. Before we get to that, Robbie, just quickly wanted to go back over – just some of the early action in the Women's National Cricket League competition. We do follow that competition very closely. A couple of highlights for me, speaking of orange, Phoebe Litchfield notching her first 100 for New South Wales in WNCL. And Talia Wilson, another favourite of mine, getting 100 as well in that game against Western Australia. Queensland, to me, Again, I, I hate to harp on the fact that Queensland are doing well, um, but Queensland are doing well, Robbie. They have a very polished outfit in the Women's National Cricket League competition. They've got a really good mix of youth and experience, and they've got some players coming into sort of like a, a golden period in a cricketer's yeah. career. Yep. So I, like, I, I've been nothing but impressed by the work that, Ashley Nofke and that team have been been doing to get where they are and, and they're going to be a very, very hard team to beat in this year's Women's National Cricket League competition. Would you agree, Robbie? Yeah, 100%, Matt. And they're four from four, a massive run rate of 3.1. And for mine, the highlight so far for the season was Laura Harris's 100. Mm. And she made 101 or 54 balls. She brought 100 up in the fifth, off a 50th ball. That broke the record. So that is the fastest ever um, century scored in, in WNCL history. Broke, I think it was Jess Duffin's, Duffin's record. Oh, didn't she hit him well? Jess, yeah. Jess Duffin, she yeah. smoked them. I, there's, an, just, there's an interesting one. Jess Duffin announced her retirement from women's um, AFLW today mm. or yesterday. Okay. I just wonder if there's a return to the Renegades or such for cricket. This should be handy, but I yeah, tell you so what, if that, if if that is on the cards, Robbie, there will be some glaziers in Melbourne that will oh. be rubbing their hands together. I, I think if you scour YouTube, you'll find footage of Jess Duffin hitting one <laughs> over the fence up into the pavilion and smashing some glass. And the glaziers in Victoria, they'll be like, "Yeah, so, sign her up." There's, there's some good money to be made if Jess Duffin is playing cricket because no part of the ground is safe when she has the willow no. in the hand. Yeah, so that's just a little putting it out there that it might happen. But, um, yeah, but so far, yeah, they've certainly been the dominant side. West Australia won a two out of their four, same yep. as New South Wales. Um, oh, yeah, and I agree, highlight there, Phoebe Litchfield, Harley Wilson, two um, New South Wales regional girls making hundreds. Uh, Victorian South Australia played that incredible tie. They were going to play a, a super over, but they couldn't because it got washed out or the bad light. So, yeah. And then Tassie, just that one win from their two games. And then ATT, just at the moment, Maddie struggling. Haven't won a game yet. They've, they've lost some really experience out of that side from last year. So um, I think you'll see they'll regroup a bit. The break is probably a good thing for them. And uh, I reckon I'll come back a little bit stronger in that back half of the season. But uh, yeah. Been very reliant on Katie Mack oh. and, and, and Bet Carter at the top. If they've failed, it's, yeah, it's been tough going. Yeah, Katie Mack, a very experienced campaigner. And, and great to see her back with the strikers this year in the WBBL as well. Friend of the Cricket Library, Katie Mack. And yeah. always happy to see her doing well. Well, Robbie, I think the world has been waiting long enough. I, I think the loyal yep. Cricket Library listeners around the world are ready for Tabsy's Take. Now time for the world premiere of Tabsy's Take. Our brand new segment, where our resident librarian in Orange gives his take on the stats that have caught his eye each week. Let's see what he has for us today. And it is a very warm welcome. I, I'm fairly certain this is a worldwide global exclusive premiere airing of Tabsy's Take. Tabsy, can you confirm, is this the first time this segment has ever appeared on a podcast anywhere in the world? I can exclusively reveal 
this is the debut of Hapsi's take on any podcast, media, channels anywhere in the world. So th- this is a Cricket Library exclusive. A, a very warm welcome to you, Tabsy. I-, I know you've been a very loyal listener of the Cricket Library podcast and behind the scenes you've been feeding us lots of information over the years out of out of your home Cricket Library in Orange. It's so good to have you on the podcast and we're looking forward to engaging in some statistical discussions and you're going to you're going to get off the mark with with today's episode we've got plenty to chat about where do we start tabsy where do we start what what what's been catching your eye recently well first of all uh, Matt it's a huge honor to be on this on this podcast it's always been a dream of mine to uh, to get the stats out to the people um, and what a better sport to do it than cricket um, and it's great to be listening to the show over the years. I, I just want a question for you before we start is, I know you're a huge fan of steady opening batsmen. I'm thinking a Bryce Street type player. Yeah, yeah. Hasn't um, he been and, in good form in Brisbane Premier oh, Cricket just quietly? Has, oh, what about that? None for 403 the other day in grey cricket, and he's, he's hit up a double ton um, with his opening partner. Um, but also... I'm not sure if spinner with glasses is your bigger than oh. a steady opening batsman. So I'm thinking along the lines here that everyone would remember the wizard, Liam Bowes, yes. Melbourne Stars, Melbourne Stars, Colt Hero. Yes. I'm thinking indoor cricket extraordinaire and ex-Hobart Hurricane Clive Rose. Yes. But with the T20 World Cup in the qualifying stages happening, I think I might have found someone that could be your new hero. And I'm, I'm thinking uh, Tim Pringle from the Netherlands. T.J.G. Pringle. He is my new cult hero. He, it, uh, I've just been absolutely captivated uh, watching him play for the Netherlands, Tabsy. And, yeah, you're right. Uh, my, my dream 11 would would probably be half a dozen steady batters, uh, a tidy uh, gloveman, glove person, and then um, throw in a couple of spectacled spinners and you've got me. You've got yeah, me hooked. I don't, I don't want to throw you back under a bus, but I remember you selected an 11 uh, a few <laughs> years ago. Um, just wondering, in this new 11, would... Rachel Haynes make it. I know she's just recently retired from international cricket and it's her last season at WBBL. Would she find a way into this 11 or is she just on the outer full stop? Uh, I thought we'd moved on. <laughs> I thought we'd moved on from that glaring omission of Rachel Haynes from from uh, an 11 that I picked a couple of years ago here on the Cricket Library Weekly. And Rachel Haynes remains one of my favourite players in her final season at the Sydney Thunder. So, yes, I'm saying Rachel's in that team, but I, I may be digging a hole deeper for myself because Rachel's anything but a conservative opening batter. She's a lot more entertaining to watch than a lot of the batters that I like. So I, I, I'm just not going to comment anymore, Tabsy. Can we, can, can we move on? Can we move on? Now, I, I love – I know you love a good stat. You're an umpire. And, yes, I am. And you, um, you would know what it's like in the pressure situation. Batter gets struck on the pads, big appeal. You've got to quickly decide, has it pitched in line? Is, it, is there too much bounce? What's the potential trajectory of the ball? Was there an inside edge? All those kinds of things. Would you say that you give out a fair few LBWs in your distinguished umpiring career? Well, honestly, I think some bowlers think I don't give enough. Um, And some batters probably uh, are quite happy with that. But I think I would would love to umpire with M. Hogan, uh, former Western Australian quick, batting at the other end. Yeah. as you might have heard during the off-season, he's actually retired from professional cricket after 380 matches. Uh, and That's in those incredible. That is absolutely massive. I think there would be some county cricket in that. No play non-stop over there. Uh, but in those matches, he was never dismissed leg before wicket. Um, so I don't know if he's gone So, on so you're telling me in 330 first 
class innings. No, 380. 380 matches, professional matches. That is unbelievable. M- unbelievable. We're, we're talking about MG Hogan here. Yes, yes. Former Western Australian quick. Former New South Wales country representative as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I think he's probably taking Bradman's theory of if you don't hit the ball in the air, you can't get caught from the 1948 Ashes Tour. And he's probably taken that further and go, if you don't get hit on the pads, you can't be given out LP. I wonder I wonder whether his uh, cricket equipment sponsor ever needed to replace his pads. Because I'm tipping he wouldn't have batted for hours hours on end. Um, I'm just seeing here that 99 times he was not out in first-class cricket. So I wonder how many appeals there were. I wonder how many appeals got turned ha- down when MG Hogan was there uh, at, at the crease. Uh, that, 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 that is an incredible stat, Tabsy. Um, just a little si- side note on Michael Hogan. Um, I, I very rarely drink beer, but on my birthday one year, I had a beer with Michael Hogan at the Blue Gum Hotel in Sydney, New South Wales, in Waitara. Oh, what a night! So, I, I know, I know, I, I know. You're thinking, oh, gee, I wonder how many episodes of Tabsy's Take it's going to take before MJ Ellis drops a name, and I've done it <laughs> within the first couple of minutes. You, you feed me a Michael Hogan stat, and I have to, uh, uh, I have to just shower you with with that uh, th- that little story there. But uh, th- thanks for bringing Michael Hogan up. That's good. I've got that name drop out of the way, nice and early. Yep. Yeah, get it out early. Get a get an early touch. Get an early bet. Quick single off strike. And we can move on. And let's let's move on to the World Cup, Tabsy. Um, really exciting phase of the World Cup. Even Erin Ellis here at Burrabadine headquarters, she's been intrigued by the start of the World Cup. Mainly watching some of these nations play that we don't normally get to see play. Can yeah. Can you give us some, some little insights in, into some of the early action in, in the World Cup? Well, I have a funny feeling that some of these countries, Sri Lanka and West Indies, thought these were just a couple of warm-up games to, uh, mm. to get into the main draw to take on the big guns. Uh, and people were probably thinking places like Namibia, Scotland, were probably just here for a, you know, a couple of games of cricket, see the sights around the, uh, the great country that we live in. But in the first three matches, we had match one. Namibia beat the 2014 champion Sri Lanka by 55 runs. Unbelievable. And then fast forward to a couple of days when we get to match three, we've got Scotland defeating the two-time champions, the West Indies, by 42 runs. So it could be a stage that a couple of uh, big nations, test-playing nations, might not actually get into the main draw now. And, And you know what I loved about that Scotland win was the bowler who had handwritten notes. And he was referring to his handwritten notes and bowling plans and whatever. And I reckon that's the kind of thing you do. You you submitted handwritten notes here for this segment. For the last year, I've been submitting notes for this great podcast. Every (laughs) note has been handwritten, and I can exclusively reveal that I'm using handwritten notes as we speak. And, And I could reveal as well that your notes for this segment are longer than the exhaustive notes that I produced earlier this evening. <laughs> uh, they were embargoed notes that, that were sent out to yourself and Robbie McKinley. I, I think Tabsy's take has taken the cake here with notes. These notes are outstanding. So um, early upsets there. Um, what, what else What else do you want to focus on in, the, in these notes here, Tabsy? I reckon we could focus on – I reckon we focus on the Namibia-Sri Lanka game. I, I just think – Last year, these two teams met in the 2021 uh, T20 uh, World Cup, uh, which Australia, of course, won, and they're the defending champions as we speak. Uh, Sri Lanka actually beat them by seven wickets, you know, three for 100 against 96. A year later, the tables are turned. Huge improvement. Namibia won that game seven for 163 versus 108. Um, Would you say that's even a thrashing? I would say it's a thrashing, especially in T20 cricket. Yeah. I think it comes down to the final four overs of the Namibia innings, batting first. They scored 57 off those last four overs. 
which is the second most conceded by Sri Lanka in a T20 international. Oh, wow. And with the result being 55 runs, I reckon that might have been the difference in the end. Yeah, I, I reckon you're spot on there. So so that's a real lapse, isn't it, from from a team that you would expect to be featuring in the big stage of the World Cup. They've been taken off guard by Namibia there. Yeah, and I don't know if complacency might have come into it a bit because in that game, Namibia were actually 6 for 93 mm. uh, before uh, Frylink and Smith uh, put on 70 for the 70th, uh, seventh wicket. Um, but interesting for that, that is the third highest seventh wicket partnership in the, 20, in the history of the T20 World Cup. Uh, the highest is 74 between Hussey, uh, Mr. Cricket, and oh, uh, yes. Steve Smith in 2010 against Bangladesh. So they're only a, a one hit away from actually breaking a, a T20 World Cup record. That's incredible. It, it just shows how easy it is to get complacent in a game of cricket and probably just cruising, thinking the next wicket's going to come. Don't really have to fuss around too much here. Just, yeah, a, a, a real opportunist moment from Namibia there and... Setting up things very interestingly as we get get towards the, I don't want to say they're the big games, but the the business end of the the competition coming up. And you did mention the defending champions, Tabsy. How, how are you feeling about how the defending champions are, are shaping up? Well, you talked about complacency there. I don't know if they were a bit complacent in their last game against India. Um, I noticed they lost four wickets in a row in the last four balls to lose up by six runs. I don't know how you can do that. A couple of really good catches by Coley, but let's just say that their, their form coming into this home World Cup is uh, is not looking good. They've uh, they've, ne- they've lost their, including that India game, they've lost three of their last four T20 internationals. The two games against England and this one against India. And to be honest, they're probably going to lose the other one. There was a no result in Canberra there with the race, but um, they needed a further, they were three for 30 chasing uh, 130. So they needed 100 off eight overs. And I probably would have backed England there, I would say, uh, based on form. So, yeah, not the best lead up coming in, but, you know, you suppose now's the, the time. The tournament starts. Their next game will be the first game of the World Cup, or their first game of the World Cup. And I know they're keen to win. Uh, the home World Cup like they did in 2015 in the 50 over World Cup. So we'll have to. You were actually there at that decider, weren't you, in 2015? I did, yes. I took. I did go down to Melbourne to. Uh, I went to the semi final against India at, at the SCG. Uh, stayed the night, went home, and then went down to Melbourne the next day to uh, to watch the witness the World Cup final and Australia beating New Zealand. And uh, the, the roar when Mitchell Stark bowled McCallum there was the biggest roar I've ever heard. Um, yeah, incredible. Yeah, no, it was a magical night. Incredible. The, the and, and and you're of the age similar to me, Tabsy. I, I'm I'm sort of being generous to myself here. I am. I know I am a little bit older than you, but we're, we're of the generation where the fifty over World Cup meant everything. Uh, as a kid, you always wanted to win the the fifty over World Cup. And as as I was reminded on my chat with Aaron Wharton uh, recently. The 1992 World Cup was actually 30 years ago, Tabsy. So, uh, quite quite a lot of years of watching uh, 50 over World Cups. Really looking forward to this this T20 World Cup. And I I think you have a query, a question, and I think we're going to try and do this at the end of each each section on Tabsy's take. A great chance for our loyal listeners and so many of them out out, out there, uh, Dylan. Over in WA, recently posted a photo with him and Virat Kohli, which Ooh. which was photo bombed by Perth Scorchers player Piper Cleary. Oh, she a former guest on the Cricket Library Weekly. Yeah, former guest of the Cricket Library yeah. Weekly, and and she has her own podcast now as well. So we can give that a little plug. Check out Piper yeah. Cleary's podcast. Gee, we're being generous here. Um, uh, Luke, he had an award winning beer. We know Robbie McKinlay's got his award-winning honey, but Luke Luke has an award-winning beer that he's brewed. So yeah. pl- plenty of great loyal listeners out there. Just that's just just a couple of, of many. Obviously, we can't listen uh, list off the thousands. Uh, otherwise, we'd have a very long podcast. But let's let's put it out there, Tabsy. Give us give us something to 
to to mull over between now and next week? Yeah, I reckon we want to get the, the listeners involved here. And I reckon that when this segment takes off, Tadzi takes take, takes off. Ooh, that's hard to say. <laughs> reckon, we, we, we'll, get a, we'll, we'll get a sponsor for this segment. And I reckon they could stump up a prize to the first person on your socials, on the Cricket Library Weekly socials. So I want everyone to head to the Twitter, Instagram or Facebook page. And when we get a sponsor, we'll get a prize for this. But I thought we could finish off by posing a question. And we'll reveal the answer next week if, if Tabsy's take gets a second run. If we've if we've yep. passed debut, if we get it, we get another run, and we will post the answer then. So we want everyone to get involved with this. So the, the first game of the England series, Australia were chasing uh, victory, and they didn't quite get. That. I think they fell about six or nine runs short. Yep. Um, that was their um, first loss in thirteen consecutive T20 internationals while chasing. That's a record. Wow. So the previous 13 times when they were chasing, they actually got the chocolate. But uh, unfortunately, in the first game against England, uh, chasing 210, I think it was over. I think they got 200. So that's Yeah, that they did. Chase. That, was a solid, um, that was a solid chase, yeah. Yeah. Um, they couldn't quite get the thing. So that was the, couldn't quite get there. So that was their first loss, chasing. So the question I'm going to pose to the listeners is, what, who did they lose to and when when they were chasing in a T20 international? So I want to know the year and the opponent. Oh, this is good. I can yeah. – sorry, sorry, Tabsy, my phone's ringing and it looks like there's some sponsors ringing trying to, trying to get on board in time to sponsor this segment. I'll have to call them back. I'll definitely be calling you back, Tabsy. A massive thanks – to you for joining us on Tabsy's Take. And if you know the answer to that question, you know where to find us on social media. We're everywhere on social media, even on TikTok, if you're feeling really desperate. Oh, TikTok. But j- j- just stick mainstream, I would suggest. I-, I-, I would stick with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But if you're feeling really desperate and you want to put a TikTok out there with the answer to this question, I, I might need your Robbie's help. I'm I'm only on Facebook. I I, I was on Twitter, but I, I I left that place, and I'm not on Instagram, and I'm probably not the generation for for TikTok. No, so that's all right. We'll we'll I monitor all those feeds. Monitor that. I'm happy to monitor Facebook. I'm a, I I do I do get onto Facebook, but yeah, I'll leave the others to you. But I I'm sure that someone will come up with the answer to this. Oh, definitely. In our cricket library family, there will be. A flurry of people responding to that one. Well, thanks so much for your time, Tabsy. I am excited to have you on board this summer and looking forward to catching up again next week. That's if we do it on the same day on the Cricket yeah. Library Weekly. Oh, you have eight days, five days, six days. But yeah, I'm sure we'll be back. Hey, Matt, how are you? It's your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle. I hear you write haiku poetry about your favorite sport, cricket. And your poems are awesome, and some of them are published. I want to encourage you to write more poems and continue sharing your love of cricket with the world. And if Cricket Library were an Olympic sport, you would be a gold medalist. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. <laughs> wow. What a great start. What a debut. <laughs> I'm thinking... I'm thinking... <laughs> There's been some yeah. good debuts over the years, and Wayne Phillips hundred on debut. Wayne Bentley Phillips, that is not W N Phillips. Um, bit different, yeah. If I was comparing Tabsy's take with W N Phillips's fourteen and eight against India in ninety one ninety two, um, Tabsy might not return my phone calls. But I, I'm I'm thinking no. more Wayne Bentley Phillips, something along those lines. Wayne, Wayne Bentley, that is middle name. Hmm. Yeah, WB wow. Phillips. Anyway, um, we, we digress. Yeah. I was going to say, Robbie, Tabsy's call out for a sponsor. Do you know any honey producers <laughs> that might? Um... Yes. All right. Well, when honey is produced, there could be a, a, a jar of Robbie's finest honey will go to the winner for sure. That's, that's on the proviso. We, we've got some other multinational companies that yeah, are, yeah, that they are in, come up. He- heavily in discussions with us. Just they're having, they're just having trouble returning my calls, Robbie. Well, I'm not, I'm not sure what the problem is there, but um, yeah, we certainly have reached out to some big, big companies. Um, 
And we've even mentioned some big companies. Yeah, maybe that stops. Yeah, maybe that stops right now. <laughs> I, I until I get a call back, I will not be mentioning mentioning Cadbury chocolates or the delicious yep. dairy Cadbury dairy milk chocolates. Um, really enjoy Cadbury dairy milk chocolate, but I'll I'll no longer be mentioning yeah. that on here, and no. I'll no longer be mentioning Australia Post, uh, fast, efficient delivery services across the nation, uh, getting things from point A to point B without any fuss. Uh, I really love Australia yeah. Post. But I won't yeah. be mentioning them anymore until they return my calls or at least send me a postcard. They know the address. <laughs> <laughs> they know the address. They <laughs> do. Anyway, we, we, we would love to hear your answers to Tabsy's question, uh, the end of Tabsy's take. When was the last time that Australia mm. lost when chasing prior to that 13-game winning streak? That's that's. I, I'm racking my brain, Robbie. I don't want to give any clues, but – no doubt that'll engage our listeners on the social networks. I reckon Peter and Jack in the um, cricket library at Borough of Deem might be onto that one. They love honey as well, Robbie, just quietly. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there, there might be a, a, some terms and conditions uh, preventing yeah, uh, staff members of the library from claiming prizes. <laughs> but, uh, Robbie, the men's domestic Cricket competitions are underway. The Marsh One Day Cup and, of course, the Marsh Sheffield Shield. Some games in progress at the moment. One person missing from the Sheffield Shield so far this summer that I've Tabsy mentioned in Tabsy's take. In fact, I might have brought him up. I oh, No, Tabsy did bring this name up. Bryce Street. Just pl- plundering double hundreds for his club side. Not, not in this initial team for Queensland. No doubt we'll see him featuring later this summer. Uh, but plenty, plenty of men's domestic cricket on. Uh, MT Renshaw back up the top of the order for Queensland and very Bryce Street-esque today, Robbie. 86 off 276 yeah. balls, not out at the moment. Uh, in there with Jimmy Pearson. Uh, some some good signs there. It's I, I, I am happy to see Matthew Renshaw back in domestic cricket for that's, Queensland. That's Let's just back it up a bit there. Bryce Street, that is a big omission because he last season, yeah, I mean, did he come up for Australia A? Yeah, yeah. I reckon he did. Yeah. He sat, and he was right at the forefront. He, as you see, he's been in great form. So I'm just looking at that side. Geez, he's a strong side. Yeah, so they've obviously made the decision to open the batting with Renshaw because with Labashane at three, Kawaja at Four, both those will play for Australia in Test cricket this year. Yeah, and that will leave an open. Maybe Joe Burns dropped or Renshaw dropped back down to three, and um, your man will come in Bryce Street. So yeah, I, I do feel for him a bit. He's a bit stiff um, not to be in that in that side against uh, New South Wales, which is being played at Dromoden. Yeah, looks like a bit of a slow wicket there. And New South made two forty six, Queensland four for two hundred and nineteen. Might see a good result there yet, Matthew. Yeah, definitely. And enjoying the commentary there as well. Jack Clifton, Gav Joshi, uh, Robin Chipperfield, and of course our friend Michelle Gosco uh, doing commentary. Gosco's been busy. Oh, where where hasn't Gosie been? At uh, she's she's been up up in Mackay, down yeah, at Blacktown, yeah. over at Dremoyne. Yeah. Over One, at the um, Fox Studio with me yesterday. One, yeah, yeah. One, one of the great cricket librarians, Michelle Gosko. And going well. So good to see good her doing well. From that, um, yeah, from that uh, setback with the um, health the previous year, she's on fire, going well. And, yeah, hello to Gozzi. We know you listen. So, um, yeah, that, that nice nice to have you listening and on board, Goz. And runs are flowing everywhere, Robbie. PSP Hanscom. 174 not out overnight at the moment. Marcus Harris uh, notching 100. Young Sammy Harper doing well. He's 77 not out. Cam Bancroft uh, 100 yesterday. But uh, I don't want to go back too far, Robbie, because we'll be talking all night. But one of the highlights of the season so far, young Teague Wiley for WA. Very businesslike in his celebrations. Uh, Loved his little little chat around 
tax accountants not celebrating submitting tax returns. <laughs> so his job is to score runs. So he's not going to make a big song and dance about making a hundred. Um, I, I I like it. I like it from the young man, and just looks like someone. Um, yeah, someone's that, that's got a real hunger for runs and willing to put a bit of a price on his wicket, which is outstanding. Yeah, that's it's good signs, and it's, it's always good to see the emerging talent coming out from the other states, uh, yeah. which we're seeing a bit at the moment. Which means Australian cricket's going to be a lot stronger. Because um, obviously New South Wales have provided the bulk of the test players over the last decade or so, but yeah, it's good to see that change around. And that interesting one on Peter Hanscom, he's now gone uh, in his last two innings, a total of 306 runs out once. So yeah, he's gone to the good clip, but obviously that, that junction oval wicket at the City Power Centre is looking good again. The, the lot of runs were made there, a couple of games at the WNTL earlier in the year. So yeah, it's been a Bit of a tough one for the uh, for the bowlers down there at the junction. Yeah, and a good win for Tassie. Yeah, Caleb well. Jewell in the runs. Yep, he's done. That's the. Of course, he scored a century in I think it was the Marsh Cup game mm. earlier in the season, and now he's backed it up with a a, a, a match winning century in Tasmania at the moment. Are on top of the table, but hasn't been a lot of cricket played yet, Maddie. So, um, yeah, once again, Bulls, Bulls looking good there. Um, New South Wales have had a shaky start. Did not bat well at all over in um, Western Australia in Perth. And, uh, yeah, two failures from the game at Tremoyne. But, um, yeah, it, there's so much cricket on that. It's just hard to know where to look at the moment, isn't it? Good. Yeah. There's even been, like, second 11 cricket being played. And, um, yeah, we've got the World Cup, T20 World Cup about to start. And you're yeah. calling you're calling the, the Marsh Cup action uh, this weekend as well, aren't you, Robbie? Marsh Cup back, back on the agenda? Yeah. That's it. That'll be at the... City Power Centre, the Junction Oval on Saturday. That'll be Victorian WA, so WA will stay in town. Yep. Uh, after the Shield game, and that 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 won't be off. That'll be, I think, that'll be a very high scoring game too. And it, yeah, it should be pretty entertaining. Yeah, and of course, the day before South Australia taking on Tassie at uh, the Adelaide Oval in the Marsh One Day Cup there as well. So I love, I love fifty over cricket, as I mentioned to yeah. to Tabsy and Tabsy's take. Uh, I I particularly love domestic fifty over cricket, so yep. I'll no doubt be I'll be finding it very hard to to get other things done uh, while the Marsh Cup is on because I'll be very <laughs> very distracted. I can assure you of that, Robbie McKinlay. Well, mm. um, we might need to wrap things up there, Robbie. First right, edition mate. back. Um, I've got some uh, phone calls to make to some sponsors. Obviously, um, yeah. am I? I'm I'm wondering if maybe um, I need to check my junk mail. Not suggesting that the big companies would send junk mail to private citizens like myself, but um, just sometimes sometimes messages end up there. So I'm sure I'm sure we'll have a major sponsor uh, this time next week, Robbie. And there's always Robbie's honey there, mate. Sweeten the deal. <laughs> that, that, that's right. Well, uh, massive thanks to Tabsy for the first episode of Tabsy's Take. Massive thanks to you, Robbie McKinlay, for being back on board for another season of the Cricket Library Weekly. And, of course, a massive thanks to all of our loyal listeners. Um, just before we go, Robbie, did you, did you manage to get hold of Matt Fiction at all? Was that uh, was I meant to call him? Uh, someone was meant to call him. I'm not sure how things will go down well when Fiction hears this new segment called Tabsy's Take. I reckon there could be a little bit too much friction <laughs> between the two libraries, between Orange and Barbadine. Oh. A little too much friction. So good luck with Fiction. I, yeah, he, I just, I'm, just, I'm not sure it's going to go down that well, mate. I know? wonder whether one of our loyal listeners, Paul, um, is working in the World Cup at the moment. He's working the ICC World T20. I want, I, I'd heard, mm. I'd heard that Matt Fiction was working with Paul. Um, ah. so Paul, if you're listening and you're with Matt mm. Fiction, just don't let him know. This has gone to air, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we'll have him back next week. I thought I thought you were calling him. You thought I was calling with yeah. calling him. 
one of those things. Our apologies. I know it can happen. He's, he's a he's a popular feature on this podcast, and he's still contracted. He's still contracted to the library, so he does have. Hey, look, Matty. It- I think it might have happened with Cam Munster and Wayne Bennett, same sort of thing. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it could happen. It, it could happen. But, uh, Robbie, uh, great to catch up as always. Enjoy the commentary on the weekend and look forward to catching up with you next week when we do it all again for the Cricket Library Weekly. Bye for now. <laughs>